Greetings, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Communication Guru Podcast, where we believe it is not always what you say, but how you say it that matters. I'm your host, Tim McMurtry, President and CEO of Tim McMurtry International LLC, a business consultancy specializing in personal development and training, government and public affairs, along with corporate and community relations. I'm delighted to have you join us today on this episode. Now, thank you for your listenership and viewership of this show. Our aim, as you know, on this platform is to discuss nuances and insights relative to the communication continuum to help you maximize the impact and results of effective communication within your own spheres of influence, be it your family, your business, uh, the workplace and wherever else you find yourself interacting uh, with others. We're here to help you become a top notch communicator. So be sure to like share and subscribe to the communication guru podcast the communication guru podcast the communication guru podcast so that you can be notified whenever new episodes are published and available for public consumption so as you are all aware we find ourselves living smack dab in the middle of the so-called information age a 24/7 non-stop cycle of data and content ever flowing everywhere on television and newspapers and magazines on the radio all over social media it's is everywhere and it doesn't seem to stop on the one hand it's great to have access to information from all over the globe if you need directions to something you want to check out a review you can just google it or whatever and within seconds you have insight into that which you find yourself interested in at that particular moment however on the other hand it makes for a near impossibility to concentrate on one train of thought or assignment that you might have in front of you without deliberate and persistent discipline due to all the external stimuli. So because information is everywhere, because it's constant, because you have 24-hour news channels, because you have social media and different platforms that come out every day, it's like you can consume all day without getting anything done. And if you are a person of ambition of any shape, form or fashion, you need to be able to dedicate time and attention to those things that you have in front of you that you want to accomplish personally for them to come to pass because they won't manifest by osmosis. You got to do something to get something. So, that being the case, I thought it would be important to share on today's podcast the importance and necessity of focus. The importance and necessity of focus. Because without it, you will be tossed to and fro with every next big thing or the new hotness, quote unquote, and never fully reaching your goals or the dreams and aspirations that you have for yourself. And so we really want to just kind of dive into, you know, focus on today and talking about the importance and necessity of it. Now, I'm one that, you know, I'm a creative, I got a vivid and wild imagination, like to get into different things. And I, you know, consume content. I'm also a purveyor of content as well, a content creator. As you can see, I have a podcast that was started to be able to communicate and get content out. And really, as I mentioned earlier, help you to become a better communicator. 
And so in being a content consumer and content, you know, producer and provider, I find myself in a lot of these different, you know, spaces, creating content and, you know, just spending a lot of time in the content sphere. And so at the same time, there's some things that I, you know, want to do, like grow and scale the business and different things associated with that, some practices and different products that I have to put together. And I'm not always as disciplined as I should be because I'm spending time unfocused consuming content. So uh, this conversation on focus today is as much for me (laughs) as it is for you. So I just want to go through a couple things as it relates to focus and we'll kick it off with just a definition so we can have a uniform context from which to launch this discussion about focus and what it is. So the definition of focus is the center of interest or activity. Again, the center of interest or activity. And another definition for similar to that is the state or quality of having or producing clear visual definition. The state or quality of having or producing clear visual definition. So what that means is, is that both in our physical eyesight, as well as our mental envisioning, there is a picture that we are to be looking at that has to be clear, has to be a definition of something. There is a something that we are to be attentive to. That is the first level of focus. Number one is identify what you are trying to do or desiring to do. This is where focus can become really beneficial because it helps you to narrow down what you really want to do. Now, if you I don't really know what I want to do. okay, well, think about some things that you don't want to do. And if there are some things that you have a definite aversion to, that can help steer you into the direction of what it is that you do want to do. And over the course of your life, I'm sure you've done some things that, you know, bring you happiness, bring you satisfaction, brings you fulfillment. Those are some of the things that can give you clues to what you ought to be focusing in on. You know, whether it's to start a business, you want to lose weight, you want to become financially free, you want to become debt free, you want to improve your relationships, you want to get a raise or promotion on your job, you want to make more money, you want to become a real estate investor, whatever it is that you're trying to do, get a clear idea of the that. Now, if you are a multi-interested and a multi-talented, multi-gifted person, such as myself, if I do say so myself, you have a bunch of different interests and that can be detrimental to your focus because you want to do all of that stuff at the same time. But because we're all bound by the same 24 hours in a day, eight of which you're going to be sleeping, theoretically, eight of which you're going to be doing, you know, your work. If you're not entrepreneuring full time, if you are entrepreneuring or you got your business, you're going to be doing that for another eight. Whether you're working the nine to five, working your business or somewhere in between, you got a hybrid where you're working, you got a side hustle or however you got it arranged. You're going to be doing that for a chunk of time, let's say eight hours. So with the eight hours of sleep and the eight hours of you doing your thing, that's 16 hours gone out of the 24. What do you have left? you got the eight left. So what are you going to do there? Some of it you're going to be consuming on social media. 
watching TV, watching the game, whatever. So that's chewing into those eight hours. If you have a family, wife, kids, significant others, whatever, they're going to want some of your time. So you got to spend some time with them. So that's another few hours of this last eight hours that you have left. Then you might have, you know, let's say two to five hours left of just free time. You might need to woosaw and just get on away from everybody, chill out for, let's say, an hour or so. <sighs> mm-hmm. So now you're left really with, you know, let's say three or four hours a day to do that which you are aiming, you know, to do that you might not have accomplished yet. So what you focus in on during those hours is going to be paramount to whether or not you get it done or not. And so focus, having that identification of, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do in the future. I'm gearing toward this. It does a couple of things. Number one, it helps you to identify a path or road to go. So if you want to go on vacation, you know, well, we're going to go to Florida, or we're going to go to Turks and Caicos, or we're going to go to so-and-so and so-and-so. Having that end destination of where you're going lets you know which pathway you have to take to get there. Like here in Milwaukee, you know, we have Chicago down to the south and we have Green Bay to the north. So if you want to go to Chicago for a weekend to go get some excellent Garrett's popcorn, shout out Garrett's popcorn, the best popcorn in the entire world, cheese popcorn, caramel corn, regular buttered popcorn. I myself like the cheese and caramel mix, more cheese than caramel. It's called the Chicago mix. Ooh, it's good. Should I drive down to Chicago after this episode and get me a bag or should I order some? Anyway, I digress. Knowing where you're going or where you want to go helps you to establish a road to get there. So if we're going down to Chicago, we have to take 94, you know, east and or 43 south and then 94, you know, east down to Chicago. So if we are going to Green Bay, we're going to take, you know, 43 north. Now, what determines the road that we take? The end destination. So same thing with you. When you talk about what is my pathway to get to, how do I accomplish what I want to do? First, you've got to identify what it is you want to do. Get that. What does the definition say? You have to have that clear visual definition of what you want to do. That will help then dictate the pathway to get there because the road that takes us to Green Bay ain't the same direction that takes us to Chicago. So the determining factor there is where you're trying to go. That will determine the road you need to be on to get there. Having focus and identifying what you want to do also provides a center of attention, meaning that if I'm trying to get to Chicago or Green Bay, as I see other road signs along the way, go here to get to Waterloo or go here to get to St. Louis or go here to get to some other place. That ain't where I'm going. No, I'm going to Chicago. So I'm not interested in the road to get to St. Louis at this particular time. So I can eliminate that particular pathway for me because I ain't trying to go there. I'm trying to go to Chicago. What are the roads that lead to Chicago? I'm going to stay on that road. Same thing with you. You identifying what you want to do. It gives you, one, a framework for the road that you need to take and equally important, let you know the roads you ain't supposed to be taking. So if there are some things that avail themselves to you but are not commiserate or in line with where you're trying to go, you can politely decline to do that stuff. 
hey, you want to do this? You want to do that? Nope. Why not? Because that ain't taking me on the road to where I'm trying to go. Oh, man, you tripping. No, I ain't tripping. I'm just staying on the road of where I'm trying to go. Why? Because I'm focused. Finally, having this idea, this clear visual definition, this focus on what it is you are looking to do, it also provides a North Star for your affirmation and self-talk. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, many of us, if not all of us, we talk to ourselves all the time. You know, you're looking in the mirror, you might complain about your weight or how something looks on you and you're talking out loud. Nobody else is in the bathroom but you, but you, yourself and you just looking in the mirror, talking out loud. That's called self-talk. At the same time, when you are in a situation, particularly one that is challenging, that's not necessarily super duper easy at the moment. We can also say different things like, this is so hard. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Negative self-talk. But when you have a clear identification of what it is that you're looking to do, again, this clear visual definition, now you can begin to sow seeds of your words toward that. I already have it. It's mine. I am a this. I am a that. You know, thank God I'm this or I'm that. Man, it's going to be so fresh when I get this or when I get it can direct your talking. So because you have a clear idea of what you want to do, be, and have, you can focus your words toward the affirmation of your receipt of that. Again, the importance and value of focus. But if you are all over the place, I don't know what I want to do. I want to do this one day. Then I want to do that the next day. Then I want to do this the next day. You don't have enough concentration of attention to even begin to build the roadmap or the personal affirmations and self-talk. And the reason why self-talk is important is because your words are your construction workers of your life. What you talk about, you bring about. You will have whatsoever you say. It's a universal law, like the law of gravity. What goes up must come down. The law of reciprocity. You, you know what I'm saying? You reap what you sow. What goes around comes around. All that's in that, those are laws. And what you talk about, you bring about. That's a law as well. So if you're talking about, I don't know what to do, I'm so confused, I'm there, 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 guess what? It's going to manifest itself. And then you then believe that, hey, it's an actual fact when, in fact, it has been a reality for you. Not that it has to be, but because your words were reinforcing it and creating that particular phenomena. So get an idea of what it is that you want to do, be, and have. Map out your road to get there, focus, and begin to wrap your words around your apprehension or attainment of that thing. Another thing that focus helps us to do is it helps us to make up our mind. Well, it gives us something to shoot for. And once we are shooting for that, we have in our mind what we want to do. We have that clear visual definition of what it is. We then have to make up our mind to take consistent, deliberate steps toward what we've identified as what we want to be, do, or have. I mean, trust me, you got to be deliberate with it, and it has to be consistent. Because time will go. You will do something one day, you'll be all pumped up, and I did that thing. Well, I was, I was at that thing for a while. And the next day came. And you didn't do it again. Then the second day came and you didn't do nothing towards it again. Then the third day. Now a week done passed. Now a month done passed. Now 
that's not how it works. Consistency typically is the way to go where you get the biggest impact, okay? Consistency has a couple of different tremendous attributes to it. Number one, it helps you develop your skill set in whatever it is you're trying to do. Number two, consistency sets you up for the quantum leap or the overnight success. I heard it once said by somebody, a high achiever, that, hey, man, my overnight success took me 10 years, meaning that they were doing their craft for 10 years before they got their big break, before they became famous or before they, you know, got their big financial breakthrough, you know, payout for doing that thing. I mean, and even in our natural lives, you don't, you don't even necessarily have to go to celebrities to look at the power of consistency. You can look at everyday occurrences. For example, if you want to go to the gym and start working out and begin to get fit, it would be better for you instead of going to a gym one day, let's say on a Monday, I was in the gym for 10 hours. I was just there all day. You did this big one day thing, but you didn't go again for two or three weeks, did another 10 hours. Then you didn't go again for another three weeks. I did another, I did, I did 11 hours a day. So that quantity is not as effective as if you were, let's say, to go to the gym every day for 30 minutes to an hour, Monday through Friday. You don't got to be in there for 10 hours, but you can just be there for 30 minutes to an hour. But you're consistently going every day. In a similar vein, you know, if you want to lose weight. Well, I, I went on, on this fast. And, you know, fasting is great. No knock against it, both for its, you know, biological or physiological benefits as well as the spiritual benefits of it. I, you know, practice intermittent fasting right now in my life. So I'm a faster. But in, one of the things that you also would have to do, let's say you're going to not eat certain kinds of foods for just a day. It might not help your waistline if you just stay away from Twinkies and, and chocolate Turtle Sundays with snicker chunks on top or extra pecans just for one day. It has to be a consistent thing. So if you cut back or cut out your sugar on a daily basis and maybe once a week you have your quote unquote cheat day, then cool. You will get better results in your weight maintenance. Again, the consistency. You consistently uh, cutting back on carbs. You consistently cutting back on sugars. You consistently cutting back on foods that are, you know, junk food kind of categorized. Consistently doing that is what's going to maximize your weight loss and fitness goals. As opposed to intermittently trying to do something, you know, humongous just every once in a while. So having a focus on what it is you're trying to do and consistently taking steps toward it. If you're trying to write a book, there was a guy, uh, I think his name is Stephen James. Shout out Stephen James. He um, has a life mastery course and business enterprise. And he was talking about how when he began to write his books that he has like a, a, a YouTube presentation called How to Write a Book in 24 Hours. And it's taking this concept of consistency. Now, from that title, you would think that, you know, oh, man, how is it possible for somebody to sit down for a whole day, the 24 hours that are in a day and write a whole book? But that's not how he breaks it down. What he says is, is that you can take an hour a day and you jot down, you make an outline, talk about what it is you want to talk about in your particular book. That outline can become a chapter. And once you have the outline, you can go ahead the next day, take another hour and put together another outline. 
Then the next day, which will be the third day, you repeat that same process. Now, here you have three days, three hours that you've put together chapters to your book. And you keep doing that for 24 hours. You take 24 hour chunks, an hour chunk. You do that 24 times or 24 different days. And that's how you can write a book in 24 hours. Again, it's taking the precept of consistency, consistently doing something toward what your goal is. That's another benefit to focus. But you got to have what it is you're trying to do at the forefront of your mind to gear this consistent action toward. Now, it's playoffs, you know, season in sports. You got the playoffs and, you know, be it football or basketball. You know, you got baseball season, all of this kind of stuff going on. You got your favorite reality shows. Then you have stuff that's all on Netflix and Amazon Prime, HBO Max. You know what I'm saying? Favorite shows like Billions and, and, and Game of Thrones. And if you didn't watch that when it was out, you know, like I just got a chance to, to check out Game of Thrones. Uh, during, you know, the whole pandemic. And oh, my goodness. Shout out Game of Thrones. I heard about all the hype and all this kind of stuff. Lord, man, I ain't watching that junk. Hey, man, I binged that. OMG. And to think that that first came out in like 2008 or 2009. That's arguably the best television series ever. I mean, the plot twists, the writing, the dialogue between characters, the storylines. Hey, man, it's so much. So if you haven't peeped Game of Thrones, you can't believe the hype. It was all that in a grocery bag of chips and some hot sauce, Joker. It was the bomb. You will thoroughly enjoy it. And I don't care what your favorite series is of all time. After you watch Game of Thrones, it's going to skip a couple of spots in your Rolodex of fresh TV showness, Joker. So shout out Game of Thrones. So you got all of that. You can be watching that. Now, if you're going to be binge watching the playoffs, binge watching Game of Thrones, Billions, Ozark, all these, you know, <laughs> great shows that consumes time. And that time that it consumes could have been used toward you doing what you're trying to do. And the reason why how I know is I've done it and not taking full advantage of some of the time that I've had. So make up in your mind. Okay, this is what I'm trying to do, and I'm going to focus a deliberate amount of time every day toward doing this. Again, another benefit of focus. Just got a few more, and I'll be done. That's an excellent segue into time management. Focus and time management are the wonder twins. They're, they're, they're the wonder twins. Back in the day when I was growing up, there was, you know, super friends. And now you got all these Marvel comics and DC comics, you know, whatever your favorite comic strip is. But back in the day, we had the super, 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 super friends. And it was, you know, Batman and Superman, and they had all these other folks. And amongst them were this guy and a girl. They were brother and sister. They were called the, the Wonder Twins. And when they get into a situation, they were, you know, crime stoppers and stuff. They would say, Wonder Twin powers activate. And they would pump their, like the fist bump. They would do a fist bump, <laughs> you know. Wow, that's right. They were fist bumping back then. Wow, the more things change, the more they say the same. So they would fist bump, and one of them would say, form of, you know, and they could turn into any mammal, like an elephant, whatever it was called for at that particular time. And the other one could turn into any, like, type of nature, form of a lake or form of 
a, a, a cactus tree. And they would turn into that. And that whatever was needed at that particular time to stop the bad guy and to remedy and save the day, that's what they would do. Focus and time management are the wonder twins that when you focus in on something, you then have to manage your time to direct your attention toward that. Now, you don't have to do it all day. Like Again, like I said, you can just take different chunks, different intervals, 30 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, two hours. But you have to take some time to put toward that thing. As a content creator, you know, it's easy for me to create content. Uh, you know, I like to, you know, create content. And now we're in this video age and all this kind of stuff. When I was a little kid, you know, I've said this on one of my podcasts before. I would, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old, I'd grab a broom, I'd grab a hairbrush, and I'd be in the mirror. And I'd give a concert, you know, for like hours. I'm talking about would break out in the sweat as a little kid. You know what I'm saying? I was, you know, the hardest working man in bathroom showbiz. <laughs> and I would get like a towel. Sometimes I get a face towel, depending upon how long I wanted my hair to be. I get a face towel and put it on top of my head, and I can kind of shake it, you know, like a right, like I was a, I was a beetle. I was a black beetle. I was a beetle. John Lennon and Paul McCartney didn't have nothing on me, and you know. But if I wanted to really go all the way in, I'd get a a wash towel, the body one. And I would put that big old towel on my head, and I'd lean my head back like I was a good tourist, like. Eddie Van Halen or Jimi Hendrix or somebody. And hair was all flowing and stuff like that. So I was doing that at five, six, and seven, looking in the mirror at myself, giving a full-fledged concert. So now we're in a day and age where you have video and stuff like that. That, I love that. That's what I've been doing since I was a little, that's me. That's who I am. That's what I do. But it takes time to do it, though. You got to do the recording. You got to send the recording out. You got to put it out to all of your different uh, platforms. And if you're into editing, you got to do all that's time. Now, if I'm just going to be watching the game and never taking the time to make videos or create content or put together a graphic that has this cool quote in it, it won't get done. Now, I'm also looking at getting a virtual assistant because, man, it's a lot of stuff that I should have already done, but I didn't take the time to do it yet. So my point in this is that unless you are deliberate in taking the time and you're managing your time, okay, from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock, I'm doing this. From 5.30 to 7 p.m., I'm doing this. From 8 o'clock to 10.30, I'm doing this. Unless you're setting stuff up like that, you ain't going to do it. Because there's always something else that you can be doing. And when this information age, 24 hours a day, scrolling through your social media, it's always something funny or interesting to watch, something that's crazy to check out, some sort of YouTube video or something on Instagram or what, whatever. I mean, just it's, it's nonstop. You're going to have to deliberately say, okay, I'm putting this down and I'm going to get to what I'm trying to do because I have to take this time to do it or it ain't getting done. Those are facts, people. Those are facts. So in this piece, you know, I was watching, you know, speaking of this time management, I've been really kind of fascinated by individuals that are super high achievers. Now, not all high achievers have a lot of notoriety. There are a number of people that do a lot of great things and they aren't necessarily famous. But there are some others that are, you know, a bit more famous, but you can look at their work ethic, their focus slash time management marriage 
and you kind of can get a clue as to, wow, being focused and managing your time based on what you're focused in on can yield some high productivity. Watching an interview one time in Aretha Franklin, the, the queen of show, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, find out what it means to be. Aretha, Riri, as some people call her. She was doing an interview. This is before she passed. May she rest in peace. And she was talking about collaborating with Prince. And y'all know Prince. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Got a funny story about Prince. Um, when doves cry, purple rain, purple rain. Eee, uh, purple. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So she was talking about how she was in the studio with him. And, you know, there were some recordings. They did, I don't know, a couple days of recording or however long they did. They did a song or two or a couple songs off an album. And she was saying how this was after he had died. May he rest in peace as well. Sidebar, I was in Atlanta for a, a work conference, workforce development conference at the time. And he was playing at this theater called the Fox Theater. One of the nights that, you know, I was there and... I was going to go too, y'all. But because they said that, you know, all of the unobstructed seats were sold out, there was an obstructed view seat that was available. And it was on like a Wednesday or a Thursday. And I ended up not going because you know, I, I don't want to have no obstructed view. I know it's printing off, but I ain't. Eh. Dude, the next week on that same day, it was announced that he died. And it was like, dude, I had a chance to see him right before he passed and didn't. So, sidebar, take advantage of opportunities when you have them. Opportunities of a lifetime must be taken in the lifetime of the opportunity. So when you come across some things, should I do this or should I? I'm saying do it because you might not get that chance again. So, back to the story. So, she was saying how when she was doing the recording, you know, I'm paraphrasing. She was like, hey, now Prince, now I'll go to the, you know, recording studio. I'll do my part. And I'll do that. Then I'm, I'm leaving. You know, I'm going home. You know, I got to go home and eat. I'm chilling. You know, I got a whole life that I'm doing. I'm just, you know, recording just part of what I do. That ain't my whole life. She said, Prince, on the other hand, hey, there would be days. It's not unusual for him to sleep in the studio making music. So he's in there, soundboard, playing instruments, mixing the stuff, producing it. And is so engrossed, so focused on that to where he doesn't even go home. He would sleep at the studio so he could get right back up when he got whatever rest he needed, three hours of sleep, two hours of sleep, five hours of sleep, whatever it was, he can go right back to it. That's focus and time management going together. He is expressing in his time. He is utilizing his time. He is gearing his time toward what he's focused in on. And as you know, he's a prolific artist. He has, you know, they said he probably has more unreleased music than he has released. And you know he released like 30 albums in our lifetime. But that's what he's focused in on. And that's what he's doing. That's what he has. Similarly, Kanye West, you know, love him or hate him. Kanye West, it was a documentary called Genius or something recently on, on Netflix, you can look for it. And it was a guy that it was a friend of his from back in the day from Chicago, you know, he's from Chicago. He followed him around with a camera, you know, he had just, you know, he's done, he was in TV, he was in, in comedy. So the guy already had kind of some cinematic audio visual kind of experience. And as Kanye was kind of an up and coming artist, he was like, Oh, this dude might turn out to be a star one day. Let me, uh, let me just get some footage, man. Just, you know, off, I don't, I don't know, a hunch. 
premonition, whatever. Anyway, sidebar again, he sold that footage to Netflix for $30 million. That's how the documentary came out. It's a great, great documentary as well. Very, very insightful on so many different fronts with regards to the journey from where you start at to where you desire to be in your vision. It's phenomenal. You ought to check it out. It's a lot of golden nuggets you can extract from it, one of which is I'm about to, I'm about to share with you right now. So Kanye West also would be in the studio all the time. Now, whether people like him or not, he's disrupted three different areas and industries. One, he started out as a producer, one of the most prolific, venerated, celebrated, uh, awarded producers of music in music history. In addition to that, he evolved into a rapper. He always thought he was a rapper, but, you know, when he first cracked into the industry, they just, you know, saw him as just a producer, even when he was trying to get with Rockefeller Records with Dame Dash and Jay-Z. So he then became a notable rapper as people start, you know, letting him get a chance to, you know, rap on wax, if you will, or rap digitally nowadays with all this, all this technology. So he has those two things, rapper, songwriter, one category, another category, producer. Then, well, those, those are kind of similar. Aren't they all selling the music? He also is like the, one of the top guys in fashion. That ain't music. That's a totally different industry, dude. So what has he been doing? He's been spending his time. He focused in on that and then put in the requisite time that it takes, that it took, that it has taken, if you will, to become world class at it. You know, you have these stair steps to greatness. First, you have competence, where you become competent or something. And as you work on it, spending time doing it, you become skilled at it. Once you're skilled at it and your skill improves, you then become an expert. Once you become an expert, if you stay at it and want to even go to the next level, you then evolve into being a master of that. And then finally, after you master it and you, you know, get a corner on mastery, you now become world class in that area. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that he was focused in on these different areas. At one time, producing. At one time, rapping. At one time, uh, fashion. That was the focus. Then he put in the time in those particular areas to become world class at all three of them. Okay? Your time management will be a direct reflection of your focus. I can tell what you're into based on what you spend your time doing. And so for you, to know if, okay, is my focus all the way tight or can my focus be tightened up? Look at how much time you're spending in that thing that you want to be focusing in on. And if your time is kind of skimpy, your focus needs to be tightened up some. I mean, for real, you got to put the time in. There's no way around it. Like my daughter, she's a junior in high school. And there's some things, you know, in my business that I wanted to be able to do. I wanted to have a podcast and I got that. I got a business, Timmy Merchant International, you know, I got that. There's some scalable things that I'm working on even still now for both of those as they are kind of intertwined, you know, in, in, in together. And I said, when she was coming out of eighth grade, I said, okay, my daughter, Layla, she's, she's going into high school. Now, these are some internal conversations I have with myself. You know, I said, we talk to ourselves all the time. So I was saying, okay, I'm going to do this over the four years of her being in high school. I'll use that as the barometer of some progress on some things. And I'll just use these four years. I want to get this stuff done by the time she gets out of high school. Hey, y'all, she a junior right now. And some of the stuff I haven't done yet. So what it is telling me is that, hey, bro, you got to get moving, player. 
on those things. You only got a year and a third left now. It was four years. Now she a junior. She got her senior year and the rest of her junior year. Yeah. Time. So the time is going to move whether you focus or not. What you need to do is redeem the time. Get your focus together to make sure that you're taking consistent, deliberate steps in the direction of what you want to do, leveraging time to perfect that craft and make sure you're getting stuff done and being productive and producing. Four years going to be gone. Two years going to be gone. A year is going to be gone. Six months going to be gone. So if you got something, you ain't got to be discouraged by the fact that it won't happen like a microwave. It won't happen immediately. It's going to take me a year or two to get that done. Man, you better get going. That year or two is going to fly by. And the year or two is going to pass whether you do your thing or not. And what you don't want to do is look back five years from now and you still haven't done that thing that you wanted to do. And it's five years later. So the time didn't stop. Time said, you know what? I'm going to chill out until you get your act together. That ain't what time doing. Instead, time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. So time is going to move, man. I'm telling you, this is what I know. I've had to look at myself in the mirror and say, wait a minute, bro. You dropped the ball on X, Y, Z. Here it is. Some time done passed. You didn't do that, man. Get, get going on that to my own self. So I know I'm telling the truth. So last couple things. So the deliberate, consistent, right action. You got to take it. You got to take the right action. So focus. Focus helps you identify what you want to do. Helps your focus have a target. And it helps you to develop a highway to get there. It also identifies highways that you don't want to take because they aren't going in the direction of what your focus is in. And it also provides a North Star for you to begin to have and build out your affirmations and self-talk. That's what identifying what you want to do first does as a benefit and a co-star to focus. Next, you want to make up your mind to take deliberate, consistent steps toward that which you are focused in on. Next, you want to manage your time because time management and focus go hand in hand. They're the wonder twins. Now you want to take deliberate, right actions. Okay? It's got to be deliberate or else, like, again, because there's, there's, there's too much stuff out here now, too many gadgets, too many external stimuli, too much. You have to be deliberate and tell yourself, hey, look, I'm doing this right now. When I was finishing up college, I started off at an HBCU out of high school, Hampton University. Shout out Hampton in Hampton, Virginia, about two hours south of Washington, D.C. I was an electrical engineering major, and we had these math classes and calculus and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I had the, you know, aptitude to do it, but the attitude wasn't there. So I transferred, came to UWM, uh, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Shout out Panthers. Graduated, switched my major to electrical, to, from electrical engineering to communication because I'm more of a, communi- I'm, a communi- I'm a communicator. I'm a, communi- I'm a communication guru player. Come on now. So before I transfer, before I switched my major, there was a calculus class that I took and I wasn't focused. Now, calculus ain't no punk at all. All them formulas and infinity and all this kind of stuff. It ain't just two plus two equal four. No, it's some other stuff in that mathematical universe that 
calculus be tackling. And unless you paying attention, you will be fouled. So I got a D in the class. I was fouled. And right then and there, I was like, wait a minute, man, this, this ain't cool. I didn't really apply myself. I wasn't focused. I was distracted. I said, you know what? I'm going to really, I'm going to take this class again. I'm going to really dedicate the time that it takes to do this stuff. And they ended up breaking the class up into calculus, you know, one, calculus two or whatever. So I took it semester wise and I got like an A in one of the semesters, and like a B plus in the other one. So I improved my grades. But the focus was I would have to go to the library from like 6 p.m. to 10 o'clock when the 10 o'clock news was on. I really had to focus in on doing well in the class. And having the correlative time dedication to it, it paid off, though. But had I not did that, married the focus and the time commitment, it wouldn't have happened. How do I know? Because when I didn't do that, I got a D. That's how I know. So same thing with you. You got some things that you want to do. You got to put some time there, player, every day. Not just sometimes, which means that if you're spending time doing what you're focused in on, you ain't going to be able to do some other stuff. So you're going to have to look at your life, evaluate what is it that I really want? Because the stuff that you don't really want, you can't spend that much time on it. Or else it'll waste away your life, man. For real. I got some experience in that on both sides. I'm getting better day by day at the focus time management piece, but I done wasted plenty of time. You know what I'm saying? I ain't really got much more time to be wasting no more. My time is too valuable, too precious. And I know too much about the marriage between focus and time management not to take full advantage of it. So take deliberate right actions. If you need to be going to the library from 6 to 10 to keep up with the workload and the understanding and comprehension of that stuff, that's what you got to do. Period. You ain't going to be able to kick it. You ain't going to be able to watch all the different games. You ain't going to be able to binge watch all your little Netflix shows for a season because you got some stuff to do. That's more important to you. Last piece, after you've done all this, it's okay to sit back and reflect and assess. And all an assessment is, is you doing a personal audit on what your dreams are, what you've dedicated yourself to, and the results that you've got. So you can't sweat yourself if you didn't necessarily put in the focus and the time on what you claim you wanted and you don't have it yet. You didn't do nothing to do it. You know what I'm saying? So if you haven't put the time in, take, let the reflection be a, a kick in the pants to your own self. Say, you know what? I've been kind of procrastinating in this area. Let me go ahead and tighten this up and get going on this. Again, I'll just wrap up and just say focus is important. And you have to marry focus with time management, putting in the time taking deliberate action toward what you're focused in on. That's the best way to ensure your results. Now, while nothing is necessarily 100%, except like the law of gravity and stuff like that, but even there you got airplanes that defy the law of gravity because there's some other laws that override that, the law of thrust, the law of lift. But that's what focus, energy, time, deliberate action does. It opens you up to these other kinds of laws, but they all work together to get you what you want. Suffice it to say that one, as you identify what it is that you want to do, be, and have in life, focus in on that. 
Okay, make the quality decision that you are going to take deliberate steps and action towards it and that you will commit whatever necessary time on a consistent daily basis toward that and it will maximize your chances of receiving that which you are seeking after. Well, my friends, I hope you found this helpful. I want to thank you for listening in today. We're going to end it right here. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the Communication Guru podcast so that you can be notified whenever you know new episodes are published and, and produced and available for public consumption. And also be on the lookout for the Morning Temperation vlog which are inspirational words of encouragement and insights on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You know, because sometimes you need an attaboy. You can be in the midst of doing your focus thing. And you've been doing it for a long time and might have hit a roadblock or might have hit a setback and you're feeling kind of droopy. These morning inspirations could be, you know, just the words you needed at the right place at the right time to get you back going and on your track to greatness. And finally, if you have a communication issue that you may need assistance with, be it personal, organizational, relational, or otherwise, you know, hit me up. You know, if you want a free 15 to 30 minute consultation or discovery call, you can DM me at Tim McMurtry on LinkedIn or Facebook, or uh, you can hit me at, at Mr. Temspiration on Instagram. You know, be sure to include a brief description of what it is your challenge is, and we'll do what we can to get you going and um, back in the mix. With that, thank you so much for your listenership and viewership. And until next time, blessing and increase to you. Bam.